Welcome to On Being Human. My name is Kathleen Dusabau, and I'm a wife, mother, high school assistant principal, certified integrative health coach, and Reiki master teacher. I'm honored that you've decided to come along on this journey and exploration of the human experience with me. I'm so excited for you to listen to this conversation, so let us begin. Hello and welcome to the On Being Human podcast. My name is Kathleen Dusabau and I'm your host. I'm so incredibly grateful and delighted that you're here with me. It's a Sunday afternoon over here in New Jersey. The sun is finally shining. It's been a bit of a cold and damp and rainy spring season here. So the fact that the birds are chirping and the sun is shining and we have warm temperatures, it feels so good. I love that Sundays are connected to the sun. Um, It has such incredible life-giving energy. And I really do try to consciously connect to the abundance and the generosity that the sun has to offer all of us. Years ago, I would consider that Sunday was one of those rushed days of getting grocery shopping, taking care of any laundry that had to be done. And sure enough, by evening time, I would have the Sunday blues. I would know that it would be five full days of really being away from my home, away from my family, away from the kids, and it would get me down a little bit. And so I decided to reframe that whole Sunday blues concept and really start designing my Sunday in purposefully enhancing my week ahead and planning out and mapping out any activity or any practice that would be nourishing for me and have me excited about the week ahead and really excited about Sunday in general. So on today's episode, we're going to be asking ourselves the question, what would be nourishing for me this week? How can I create this calm and peaceful energy that I want? I don't know if you want the same thing. You can determine your specific specific piece of what this Sunday can do for you or really any day of the week, how you can reframe and how you can align your actions to supporting whatever it is you want to feel for that given point in time. For me, it's Sunday, and I want to determine what would be nourishing for me in this week ahead. I know it will be a full week. We're moving into state testing. I work in a high school, so there will be a different schedule. There will be lots of people who are trying to figure out where they need to go and what they need to do. And we also have lots of people who are unable to be on site and in the building. So many people are pitching in, really everyone is pitching in and putting on different hats and trying to fill in for those who can't be on site or on campus. So what would be nourishing for me this week? I am going to give you the list of my top five practices that I know will be soul nourishing and really fulfilling for me at this point in time during a little bit of a stressful period of time. My first and foremost is that I would like to bring back the practice of Abhyanga, excuse me, try saying that three times fast, Abhyanga. It is the Ayurvedic practice of body oiling and I'm hoping to incorporate this two times per week. So basically what you do, I like to use this raw sesame oil 
and I have it in a beautiful glass jar. I'll put it in a cup of hot water to warm it up and you massage it into your body starting anywhere you want, whether you want to start at your feet or if you'd like to start with your scalp, if you would like a scalp massage to be a piece of this, you essentially rub this sesame oil into your body and then allow it to stay on your body for about 15 minutes or so. And it is so nourishing and it can be a little bit warming too. We're moving into the warmer season. So coconut oil could be an option if you're somewhere in the world where it's really, really hot already. I choose to use sesame oil all times of year because it works for me and it works for my skin. But you absolutely choose what works best for you. If body oiling isn't your thing, you can... Obviously, use your lotion of choice or body oil of choice. I would encourage you to use something that is sustainable and chemical-free and really safe for your skin. My number two practice for the week that I feel will be supportive for me is to be asleep by 10 p.m. and then awake prior to 6 a.m. And this is also within that Ayurvedic um daily rhythm type of schedule. Um, just a little tidbit of information. Ayurveda is the sister science of yoga, and it guides us to moving with seasons, moving with the earth energies, any nature energies, and it helps us stay and remain or really be put back into alignment if we find that we are a little bit out of alignment. So it's usually not a problem for me to be asleep by 10 as long as I'm not working. If I don't have a nighttime event, a musical, or um, some type of a sporting event, because I'm fairly tired (laughs) by 10 at night. And during the work week, I set my alarm for 4.49. So I am up rather early, and I tend to need to be asleep no later than 9.45, 10 p.m. for sure. The thing with this, though, as it's listed in my list of five top supportive practices, I really should consistently stay with this in bed by 10, awake before 6, even on the weekend. I have been tired, so I've been allowing myself to sleep in on the weekend, and that can sometimes make me feel a little bit tired, a little bit more sluggish. So 10 to 6 definitely works for me best even when I'm consistent with that practice. Moving on to number three. This is a non-negotiable for me, so that's why it's absolutely on my top list, my daily meditation practice and Reiki practice. They are huge in terms of making me feel connected to myself, to my higher self, and really keeping my energy within my own and eliminating any other energy from other people or other places that I might have picked up throughout the course of the day. So my meditation practice, I've been practicing twice a day now. I think I'm approaching three full years, so that feels really good. And again, it is my non-negotiable. I always find a way to fit it in because it has enhanced my life that much. Um, Reiki is an energy healing modality, and I include that with my meditation practice. 
And that's something that I also include every night before I go to bed, right before I go to sleep, actually. It's the last thing that I do. It's the last gift that I give myself. And I can share more about that in a future episode for sure. Um, One of my other supportive practices is that I should be focusing on more herbal tea and less coffee. There have been days in the past week that I've had four cups of coffee. And that really isn't helping my adrenals, my hormones. Um, It absolutely gets me up and going in the morning. And I can accomplish so many things before 7.45 in the morning once I've been caffeinated. But I do feel that now that I'm moving into warmer weather and I'm moving into a busier season with prom seasons and all that and more late nights coming on the horizon, I feel like I need to better even out my energy. So this artificial energy of caffeine probably isn't something that is, again, the most supportive practice for me. I love tea. I really do. I can drink warm beverages all year long. I can be at the pool in the summertime and I'm drinking hot coffee. I love warming foods. And I think that's that's also telling for me because in Ayurvedic practices, warm and nourishing is the big recommendation when it comes to things that you drink and what you're eating. So I'm definitely someone who usually is cold and I certainly embrace all things warm. So more tea, less coffee for me. And so my fifth practice that I'm hoping to bring in this week, and really not even, I should watch my words, I should be purposeful, not that I'm hoping, but I should be setting myself up and really highlighting that these are the things I'm promising to myself. Um, I will include candlelight in the morning when I pull a card. Usually most mornings I pull an oracle card or a tarot card to get a read on the energy of the day. I can share with you too, I pulled the Four of Swords, which really focuses on deep rest and nourishment. So that helped guide this episode for today too. The image on the card that I pulled is so beautiful. It's a a woman all cuddled up and cozy in a nest, a bird's nest, obviously an oversized bird's nest. And there's this yarn. It's a red heart and then the strand of yarn is encompassing her and enveloping her and it's such a beautifully peaceful depiction of the Four of Swords. So my hope will be, in addition to my morning ritual, whether it be coffee or now tea, I am hoping to light a candle. Maybe that means I get up five minutes earlier and include that serenity type of environment as I build my morning sanctuary and prepare for the day. So those are my top five. I would like you to ask yourself, what would be nourishing for you in particular this week? What are five practices? Maybe some of them are those you already do, and that's okay. But you're acknowledging that those practices are supportive for you already. And I'd like to leave you with a quote. This is by Thich Nhat Hanh, and he says, and he shares, love is the capacity to take care, to protect, to nourish. So if we are to show up for those around us, if we are to nourish and care for those around us, 
we have to take care of ourselves first. We really have to. And sometimes the only way that that happens is if we plan it out ahead of time. So on your next Sunday night, or really whenever you happen to be listening to this, it's never a bad time to prepare for the next day. Maybe that's where you start. Maybe you're not making this non-negotiable promise to yourself for the next upcoming five days or seven days or a week. Maybe it's really for the day after you hear this and you're part of this conversation. I do believe if you're here right now, then this message is for you. Just like I believe if you're listening to the sharing on the four of swords and that rest and nourishment, that message is for you too. How can you fit that in to your life? And what are those things that you know, or maybe you want to try because you haven't tried something like body oiling before? Maybe it's an Epsom salt bath. Maybe it's going for a walk as soon as you get home. Maybe it's stopping at the park for a quick little five minutes of quiet. We won't even call it a meditation. Maybe it's five minutes of mindfulness where you are at the park and listening to the birds and breathing the fresh air and hearing the wind and watching the leaves move in the wind. Those practices go so far. And that is one of the things that I did early on into my meditation practice, which I believe helped me establish that consistency because now I can't imagine my life without it. There were days that even when it was 5.30, 6 o'clock and I still needed to get home and cook dinner or wash a uniform, my husband always does all those things too, but if I felt that pressure on getting home to do a certain thing, I would still make sure that I pulled over and sometimes even did a meditation in the car before I pulled in the driveway. It doesn't have to be a big thing. It just has to be something, something that will get you on track and have you feel so empowered to care for yourself and do things that you need to feel nourished. I'll leave you with an affirmation. I have all that I need to find peace within myself. I have all that I need to find peace within myself. Think for a moment about what that means to you. How does that speak to you? What would be nourishing for you this week? What is one thing you can do to create calm and peace in your day, in your week, in your night, in your morning, whatever that might mean? As Thich Nhat Han said, love is the capacity to take care to protect, to nourish. I leave you with those good words to ponder. And I thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. I hope it resonates. And please don't forget to like, to subscribe, and to share with your friends. Take good care of yourself, and I'll see you next time.